welcome to Pinecast Preacher's Special Science with Brian. Today we will be delving into the mysterious world of metacognitive approaches to metacognition. That's right, we will think about Science thinking about how to think. Today we will learn how to think. Brian, hypotheses. Or is it elements? Sit back and relax. Science Brian. Brian. It's science time with Dr. Brian, Brian O'Neill. Brian. Lab coats. Goggles. Microscopic. Things. Good job. We try. We try, Those Brian. Those are science words. Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Pine Class Preacher's special edition, Science with Brian. Uh, we are going to have some fun here. We're going to bring on my brother. We're going to talk a little bit of science. Uh, we're going to ask him a couple different science questions. Uh, they might be decent questions. They might be nonsensical. They might uh, delve into the realm of, of centaur nipples as we, as we had before. So um, let's get on with it. First question, Brian. Uh, I read in the in the news month or two ago that, that scientists had cloned monkeys. And so that gets us really close now to to cloning humans. And so I think there's there's some ethical concerns that are that have been re uh, re-engaged. Uh, you know, after Dolly was it Dolly or Polly? Dolly or something. Yeah, it's Dolly. not what was it, Brian? Dolly. Okay, Dolly. Oh, that's right. You but know, now we're into monkeys, and it's getting close to humans. This is dangerous territory. Slippery right. slope, avalanche I mean, of point, genetic though, mutation. At this point, there's no like, there's no actual challenge to clone mammals at this point, right? Like we've cloned people, or we've cloned animals for a long, long time. Ooh, wait, did I just cap that slip up? Uh, <laughs> Doctor Brown O'Neill is involved in human cloning, <laughs> yes, and he yes. just let it slip. Let it break right here on Science with Brian, Pint Glass Preachers, episode number one. We can only go up from here, folks. <laughs> That's right. We'll be all over the news with this startling revelation. Aren't monkeys <laughs> mammals, though? Yeah, but so are sheep, right? Like, we've cloned mm. sheep for a long time now. We've cloned pretty much any mammal for a long time now. It's not a challenge to clone people at this point. We could do it. It would, would just, should we? Should we? So, should we, Brian? I mean, no. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's our place to be doing that. But, um, so what? What are the? Can we? Like, yes, what, absolutely. Okay, can we? Great. Um, let, let let's give some pros and cons here. Why should we clone humans? Um, I don't. I don't see any pros. I mean, unless you want to get like totally, completely unethical pro, you can make an organ for yourself. Yeah, but that's just organ regeneration. Yeah. Right. I'm talking. Yep. We're we're talking full blown like multiplying Josh Woodrow. Well, you're not the Why? first one Tell on my me. list of people I would clone. Well, <laughs> I am. I'm the first one on my list, and so that's one pretty good reason that we should clone humans. But Brian, there have got to be actual benefits to the idea of cloning human beings. What if you do, what if honestly I have nothing. Like what are the what's the point unless you have a giant robot army that you need to kill. 
Well, what if you what, what if you cloned, is not at the door, boys? What if you cloned Earth's greatest leaders, Nelson Mandela, you know, Martin Luther King, George Washington? I mean, people who had great big ideas, Albert Einstein. So I mean, you're assuming that their intelligence and everything is has to do with their genetics and not their cultural background and their their environment. Well, right. No, I mean, nature versus nurture. And would it would it happen again? I don't think so. You know, it's interesting, know. actually, that you bring that up, Tom, because I, I don't know if it was a, a fiction novel or a movie that's coming out soon. But there was something on the radio taking my kids to school the other day that was talking about um, not cloning, but hologramming based on social media accounts like loved ones who had died. So oh, that you yeah. can kind of re-hologram. And uh, someone who was interviewed brought up a really good point that said, like, if you do that, then you're kind of undermining the natural human grief cycle to where you are you have this unhealthy attachment and not able to let go within the kind of the natural process of, of death. You know what I mean? Sure. So let's – Brian, I want to go back to your question, you know, this nature-nurture piece. Let's just take, let's go with a, an easier, well, I'm not, I don't know if it's easier, but like a Michael Jordan who has all the athletic ability in the world and is going to become the greatest basketball player on the planet. Right. But he sure. got, but he got, he gets cut by his, by his freshman year coach. And that's what ultimately drives him to become the best basketball player on the planet ever. Right. Sure. I mean, there's something that he's six, six and he wouldn't have been, Right. He, he, he has natural athletic ability. Sure. So if you clone Michael Jordan and when he gets to be 16 years old, do you like, in order to repeat this process, do you need to cut him? Does he have that same mental drive or to take it to the next level? If you can clone Michael Jordan, couldn't you just alter his genetic code to actually make him taller, stronger, faster? Yeah. Instead of just doing a straight clone. That's a tool that we have that's just coming out right now called um, CRISPR. It's this gene editing technique that's actually getting to be, uh, you know, really controversial. Well, yes and no. Um, why, is but, it, why is it controversial? Well, because what we can do now is it's, it's this thing that was um, discovered in bacteria that's actually a defense against viruses. But what it does is it goes in and cuts out DNA. Like you can say it, search for a gene, cut out th- that, that gene and then insert your own gene of what you want. And the difference that this has now is it's extremely precise and very well, very easily done and very cheaply done. So we can actually go in and change genes um, in an embryo and then that'll change the eventual uh, organism you have. So the obvious application is that we can get rid of things like Down syndrome or any other. um... Down syndrome, no, that's different. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but, but, but like, um, hemophilia, right? Like, okay. You, you, or sickle cell anemia. Sickle cell anemia is literally one letter of DNA difference. You could go okay. in, cut out that section of DNA and put in a new one. And so I think, we, we, we can get rid of some diseases and birth defects and things like that. Yep. For sure. Okay. How but, invasive is a process like that? Cause I'm imagining like robots, somehow doing this but it, are you is it just like chemicals uh yeah so we would um did you just give me a di- dismissive laugh by the way did i just see <laughs> on your face like 
a laugh that you were looking at me saying like you pathetic stupid human no i was imagining a robot army of people changing our genetic code anyway, oh, genetic crispers yes <laughs> um it's like we would take a, a virus we would give you a virus that would insert that dna that that fine let's call it a chemical a protein that would cut your dna and and put in the new dna have there been any adverse effects when they've done all because like you said it's become more prevalent uh more effective easier so what kind of adverse effects have have resulted from that kind of so, genetic manipulation so it's never it hasn't technically been used in full people yet but it has been used um there's been some a lot of Chinese scientists are working on that right now and have done it with human embryos, but they didn't bring the embryos to full term. Listen, Brian, if you're pro-life, it's life from conception. Right. Sure. So So um, an embryo is a full human. Agreed. <laughs> so but but they have done it with other organisms and mice and all 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 sorts of stuff. So so there's definitely some things that that we can do there, but Brian, is there is there things that this CRISPR thing can do that are, um, you know, we were talking about Michael Jordan, and one of the reasons that made him great is that he is just absolutely tenacious. He he does not want to lose at anything. Can you change? Can you change some of those what I would call nurture things? Like did, how did how willful you are, how... So, like, I mean, personality traits, you are, can you, are your so personality I, traits dictated by your genetic makeup? Is that what you're asking, Tom? Like, was Michael Jordan born just an aggressive, yeah. win-all-the-time kind of guy, or was that strictly a result of his nurturing? Yeah, I mean, that that's a really great question. I mean, I, 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 would, I would say that... And, Brian, you can, you can correct me here, but I, I would say that he was predisposed to that with, with his genetic makeup, but then that was nurtured in some way, shape, or form through his upbringing. The fact that he had an older brother that would beat the crap out of him on the on the basketball court, and he hated that. And so, you know, his 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 um, his super aggressive nature said, "I don't want to get beat again. I don't want to get beat again." And so he kept going, kept going, kept going, and that's what made him great. So, so we've done the human genome project, right, and figured out what every gene in the human body does mm -hmm. its primary purpose but we don't know all the after effects of that so can we say okay there's 20,000 genes in the human like that make up humans right so but what they like actually do we're, we know their primary purpose but not what they actually do like we we can trace a biological reason for that gene but not necessarily psychological and that kind of thing so, so we you're could, so we could go in and like change the physical attributes of a person. We we can't really do a person, right? Because they're already grown and developed. But you could do it to an embryo. You could make another Michael Jordan to look like Michael Jordan to to have the same body features. But then how that would actually translate to his psychological profile would we don't know, right? That's not. So we can't. We cannot. We can't mess with the psychological profile at this point. Well, I, I, I would say we don't know how it would affect, right? right. Like, yep. the, we could probably affect it in some way, but the butterfly effect from that, we wouldn't know what would happen.
Sure. And is that because we don't, like you said, we understand or can determine the biological, you know, kind of result from particular genes on an individual on an individual level, but are you saying that we don't yet understand kind of the interdependent nature of yes. the genes so that you know you could you could send the crispr in fix you know hemophilia but that could actually cause something catastrophic because of the necessary relationship well, that gene had with another one in that case no right like cuz we could fix well let, let's talk sickle cell anemia right it's one letter difference we know what the original gene should be and we can fix that so that the person wouldn't have sickle cell anemia right we could fix hemophilia but it wouldn't so that wouldn't have these long-term psychological effects that we wouldn't know about but um you know we don't right now we don't know what makes even though i share 50 percent of my genes with my brother we don't know what of those genes make me who I am and the personality and why I'm such a better person than he is. We don't oh, know I was, why. I was going to say it was the inferior part that makes it <laughs> you, you, Ryan. But I mean, I mean, really, really the big question is how do you still have hair in Thomas Bald? That's, that's I what I'd like to know. I'd like to send the CRISPR in to have Tom regrow his hair. Well, I had such great hair. Okay. So Brian, you were just saying that as long as it affects one person, but it doesn't affect the the gene line down down the road. So does yeah, that mean? That's so does my that, personal line. Right. So does that mean that I can that I can pick my child? I mean, because it's only affecting right. Them, so right? I, I would say absolutely not because you don't you're not giving they're not consenting. But right? so but they're have, they're not consenting to getting rid of some disease, which I realize that almost everyone would say, yeah, let's get rid of that. Right. But, but I think consent is a huge issue that if you don't, you shouldn't be able to choose your child because that child can't consent to be having their genome messed with. But didn't you say earlier that like, we, we can't mess with uh, more grown human genetic codes that, it's sort of like we have to use the CRISPR at the embryonic stage. So ultimately what you're arguing is we really can't mess with it because there will never be the opportunity for consent. No, that's – so you can. You can um, – so like uh, sickle cell anemia, right? Okay. Sorry to keep going back to this, but um, it's your red blood cells, where your red blood cells made – in your bone marrow. So all you do is you go in, scrape out all the old bone marrow, um, or infect or, or just infect your current bone marrow with that virus that will deliver that gene editing to fix that, that, that gene. And then you can go in and, and, and do that. So that can happen at, about... at any point in life is what you're yes. saying. Yes. Okay. So Brian, here, here's a question. Ultimately, because I think we, we we want to move on here. The science of Brian is not a full episode here. This is like 15 minutes of fun. Um, what is the line of, you know, this colloquialism of playing God? Like, where's the line? Because certainly we're going to say, oh, it's really great that we can get rid of sickle cell anemia. It's really great that we could, you know, if, if we could get rid of Down syndrome or, or, or something like that. Um, 
but changing person, you know, creating the the perfect little I, I I want a white baby with blue eyes and you know whatever Hitler wanted, or you know, I, I want this person with this with, with this genetic predisposition and, and this type of psychological makeup. Is that the line, or or even creating humans? Can, is that the line? Can I tell you what my personal line is, and then we'll yeah. do that? Okay, my yeah. personal line is that we shouldn't. We can change something to that changes you and a single person once, but once we change the germline, once we change the genes that will then affect future generations, that's where we need to stop. So you're saying sickle cell anemia or hemophilia, that's not going to have a causal effect on future generations. That's going to solve a particular problem for that particular individual, but will yeah, but we, impo- impact the passing along of their genetic code to whatever offspring they have. Well, and I would say that then if they – well, we can fix the sickle cell anemia in that person, but we shouldn't fix that gene in that guy's sperm so that his kid doesn't have sickle cell anemia. I wouldn't want that. We would have to fix it in that kid then the next time. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, Josh, let's go on. Let's go on another question. You got one. Yes. This has been just burning deeply inside of me, inside my own genetic code for a while now. And you actually sort of introduced it earlier unintentionally by mentioning things like bacteria and mice and that is as we look to space travel and you know Elon Musk is building rockets North Korea is firing off rockets and nonsensically sending a Tesla up into space i don't understand I mean, why that's listen, a big deal yeah uh, yeah okay so we've got all this space exploration now i i heard recently from a fairly reliable source that there exists something called a spore drive that can essentially travel insane distances in space off of a mycelial network of spores. Um, Ultimately, that can help us reach the very ends of of the known universe, even beyond what we currently know into other dimensions in the universe. And I want to know... How, I mean, how, what do you know about this? Like, is this going to be a reality in our lifetime or is this soon to come? Or is that just yet another product of some fictional show? Like, I don't know, say Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you go to the onion.com? Is that your sources? No, Brian, I was watching of Star Trek, Star Trek mm-hmm. discovery, and they were able to plug humans into this network of mycelial spores and by tapping into them, almost like a giant sea, uh, you know, universe space whale, they were able to travel incredibly long distances, even between dimensions. And I was oh, thinking, yeah. this is amazing. Like, your question is so dumb. Why aren't we sending rockets into space to jump onto this spore network? So, so what scientists always do to like, there's there's always these people that come in and try to like prove. Einstein wrong, right? By like doing this math and be like, I have this math that shows that Einstein is wrong, right? Obviously, I mean, they was. don't come to me, Clearly, but they, they send it. They send it to um, to um, famous physicists and be like, Einstein was wrong, right? So all the scientists do then is they like go and then find one error in the math and be like, all right, start over, right? And then the the people get back, they're like, oh, look at my math, look at my math, right? Okay. But then the scientist is like, no, you already have an error. I, I don't need to go any further. Go home, right? So what you, 
I'm going to do that to you now. So wow. what? Yeah, sorry, Josh. Here it is. So they just put is. in science words. So mycelial network of spores are two fungus words. Okay. I mean, obviously. The, the, the mycelia refer to the little tiny little underground network of cells of the fungus, right? So when you see a mushroom, all you see is like the top 2% of the mushroom. That's why when you kick a mushroom off um, like one night, the next day it comes back and the mushroom's already grown because you left 99% or 98% of the mushroom underground, right? Yep. And then spores are the tiny single-celled, like basically they're not seeds, but they're single-celled things that grow new new mushrooms. So... They just use, Star Trek does this all the time, where they take like two science words that are vaguely related, put them together, and then put them into this um, uh, scientific framework, and it means absolutely nothing. So you're telling me it's possible because these mycelial... have already done it, yes. Yeah, okay, great, excellent, thank you. When you kick off a mushroom, the mushroom that reappears the next morning came from another dimension. Can we get Elon Musk on the next episode of Science with Brian? Because we have just solved space travel for him, and we are all in for a serious payload. And you know what? It sucks that Gabe isn't here to uh, to get in on that because he is not going to be a beneficiary of you know all of this. Um, well, dare I say, interdimensional space travel on a mycelial network of spores, uh, often traveled by space whales. Perfect. Thanks, Brian. You know what? I think that's a great that's a great conclusion to our episode. It is. Brian, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna keep going with these science with Brian's. If you have a science question that you would like to ask Brian, please, please, please uh, Facebook us. Uh, you can text us at some number that I, you know, offhandly can't remember. Uh, do you know what the number is, Josh? No, no, not not one bit. Not one. I do. I, it was a Minnesota area code because I hope you would remember since you live there, but clearly you don't. No, it's like you know, it's like six one two. Six one two two zero eight six two five eight. Yeah, six one two two zero eight six two five eight. Hey, there we Text. go. Text us your science questions. Text us your rosé questions. Text us uh, anything you want, and we'll do it at another another episode of Science with Brian. Science with Brian. Science with Brian.